Hello everyone and welcome back to Talking League, your weekly NRL fantasy podcast. Jason here with a short special episode, a team list Tuesday review for the first time in 2023. We're having a look at the 18 team list named for round one of the NRL preseason challenge. A couple of things to keep in mind with these teams is in the first preseason games, we expect to see a lot of development train and trial players whilst a lot of the key stars are rested. And that's something that we're going to discuss as we go through each of the nine matches for this week. Another factor to keep in mind as well is that the All-Stars game is on in Aotearoa as the Maori All-Stars take on the Indigenous All-Stars. So some of those players who might be relevant and might be impacting the relevance of other players, of course, won't be playing for their club teams this week. So, of course, let's rip in and see what we can find. We're going to start... In Aotearoa, of course, with the Warriors taking on the West Tigers. Now, that match is being played at 8 o'clock local time, 6 o'clock New South Wales time, and 5 o'clock in Queensland. And starting with the home side, I think the main thing we want to see from this back line here is how Tamari Martin and Luke Metcalf fare, of course. Luke Metcalf, the Kofsko's product, so obviously a lot of favoritism from me here. What I would like to see from Martin in particular is his kicking game, that mid-range kicking game, if he can develop that. He's probably going to be a handy mid-30s scorer when priced in the 310s. Might not be a bad option for your bench in round one. Looking at the forwards, probably not too much to write home about as Freddie Lusick is clearly behind Wade Egan in the death chart. Bunty Alfoa, probably the only player that will be in that starting 17 come round one. But Jackson Ford, the new recruit from the Dragons will be another player to watch. He's performed quite well previously on the edge for the Dragons. Whether he can make his way into the Warriors 17 team remains to be seen. Moving across to the West Tigers, Charlie Staines gets a run at fullback, keeping in mind Dane Laurie is with the Indigenous All-Stars this week, but very keen to see how he goes at fullback. Similar deal for Tommy Talao, who should be a very popular player coming into round one. I would expect he would not be playing this game if it weren't for Brent Maiden uh, being in the Indigenous setup this weekend. But again, if he gets named round one, expect him to do very, very well for your fantasy sides. Watch out for his explosiveness. Looking in the forwards, of course, a lot of the key forwards have not made the trip across the ditch. So Stefano Utukamanu gets the start there. And again, we'll be very interested to see how he goes. Bit of an uncertain role, but keep an eye on him, see how he's tracking before round one. For Noah Bolle. Uh, as advised by Christian Nicolucci of SMH, gets the start there on the edge and will play a bit of edge and a bit of middle, which will be fun to watch. And same with Justin Matamor, who should be on the watch list of every fantasy coach. Decent chance he starts round one in the 13 jersey with Joe Offengawi battling a calf injury and, of course, John Bateman yet to make it across from Old Blighty. Sioni Fainu is another player that might be of interest. Of course, the Fainu dynasty of NRL players is starting to come forward this year. A prop, again, well down the depth chart. And again, as we can see with this Tiger side, a lot of the players aren't making the trip across the ditch. I'm going to shift across to Friday, of course, a double dose of gossy good times with the Knights and the Sharks getting things underway at 5.55 local time, 4.55 Queensland time, and 7.55 in NZ. Starting with the Knights, the home team for this one, Bailey Hodgson gets the run out at fullback with no sign of Lockie Miller against his former side. Interesting to see how Hodgson goes. Obviously, a lot of raps about him, but he will be unlikely to start in round one. Looking at the outside backs, plenty to keep an eye out on Christian Mapapalangi and Dylan Lucas. Lucas, again, highly regarded, someone we might see at the back end of the season, so keep him in your black book. Jackson Hastings first go in the number seven at the Knights. Interesting to see how he goes with a half who 
Doesn't mind kicking the ball mid and long range in Tyson Gamble. Again, if he's looking to control play, he should be lining up as a nice undervalued player leading into round one. Pretty aggressive approach in the forward pack for the Knights with both Saifidi brothers lining up with Braley there in the front row. Braley had always indicated he wanted to play both trials and he gets his wish here in week one. Brody Jones, Jack Johns, probably both down the depth chart a bit. Kurt Mann, again, getting the game whilst Adam Elliott nurses that calf injury. But again, he's looking like he's ready to rip and rare in the preseason. So not too much to write home about there in the 11, 12 or 13. Much the same with the bench there for the Knights. They've gone with 26 players in this one. For the Sharks, new signing Daniel Atkinson gets the start at fullback. We're interesting to see how he goes. He has made one appearance for, sorry, made one appearance in the NRL previously for the Storm off the bench, ironically against the Sharks. But he did get three games for Italy in the centres. Be very keen to see how he goes. Besides that, it's probably only Kyle Iro in that in that back line that we want to keep an eye out for. Again, one that should be in your black book if he gets a debut sometime this year. He'll probably be a cashier that you'd love to pick up. Niwai Puru, uh, the former Panthers product, again, incredibly talented. Sitting there in the depth chart a bit, though, but again, it'd be good to see him go around. And with Wade Graham named in the six, it does indicate that he's more likely to take a bench utility role in this team, which means that Teague Wilton, named in the 11 jersey there on the edge, should be a decent prospect to start in round one. Whether he gets the full 80 remains to be seen and whether you can fit him in with all the other mid-range edges, again, is a question that we'll just have to wait and see. Jaden Barrell, again, further down the depth chart, he gets a roll. And Jossie Colhoun as well on the edge, showing a bit of versatility there. The only players I would be looking at uh, from the bench for the Sharks, Max Bradbury, of course, was the counterpiece in that swap for Lachlan Miller to head to the Hunter. Again, very talented, probably see a bit more of him in 18 to 24 months' time. And, of course, Max Riolo, who's one of the SG ball players that's named in this squad alongside Lachlan Crouch, both talented young men and players to keep an eye out for in this trial. So the second half of the doubleheader that we have uh, in Gosford, the Rabbitohs and the Seagulls, 8 o'clock local time, 7 o'clock Queensland, 10 o'clock in New Zealand. Starting with the Rabbitohs, we've got Blake Taff lining up in the number one jersey, which, again, is to be expected. You want to get him as many reps as possible in that one jersey should anything ever happen to Latrell Mitchell. With the rest of the back line, probably no one that will be starting in round one. Of course, Richard Kennedy, a few rumours about him taking that right wing for round one. Can't see that happening. Looks like Isaac Thompson has that one locked up. Josiah Karapani is a player that should be in your black book. Incredibly talented player. Watch out for his footwork on Friday night. Moving into the forwards, Hame Sally and Davey Moali may actually have some fantasy relevance this year. Obviously, Sally getting some pretty decent minutes in the finals last year for the Bunnies and Moali. Obviously, a young forward looking to progress year on year. Peter Mamuzalos is, again, a very talented young hooker, but, of course, sits behind Damian Cook. Cook's ever unavailable for a long period of time. Mamuzalos will be a very good cash cow. They will be able to earn you some quick cash cow. He averaged just about 50 in the New South Wales Cup last year. Michael Cheekham, Jacob Host are auditioning for who gets that bench edge spot uh, for round one. I'd say Host has the inside inside running, given the fact that he's named as captain for this match. On the bench, lots of young players for the Bunnies. Ben Lovett has been given some great raps for the likes of Jai Arrow recently, so maybe keep an eye out for him, the young 21-year-old, uh, looking to progress his career. Shifting across to the visitors for this one, the Sea Eagles, and then looking at that back line, probably not too much to write home about there. Christian Chuopolotto getting the run, though, doesn't surprise me at all, but expect him to be named on the wing in round one. 
rest of those players, though, well down the depth chart. Looking at the forwards, though, a player that really sticks out to me is Samuel Afainu, incredibly talented and versatile player. He's named to start on the edge. Whether he actually plays on the edge uh, remains to be seen, but I wouldn't surprise me if he made himself uh, a spot in the 17 by as early as round three or four if he doesn't get there by round one. So keep an eye out for Samuel Afainu, one for your black book for sure. Ben Condon getting a start in the middle is quite interesting. Uh, Toph Sipley, again, probably one of the few first-choice players named in this squad. Ethan Bullimore in the 13, again, indicates a bench middle role for him, which is probably more suited to his game than playing on the edge. So, again, watch him and see how he goes. If he's making some strides down the middle there, maybe someone for a draft team, but, again, probably too awkwardly priced for your classic team. And, of course, Zach Fulton uh, named on the bench. But, again, lots of young players there for, for the Manly side that you want to keep an eye out for. Going to roll forward through to Saturday, 6 o'clock local time, 5 o'clock Queensland, 8 o'clock in New Zealand. The Panthers are taking on the Eels at Bluebet Stadium. For the Panthers' side, of course, a lot of their first-choice players are rested before the World Club Challenge next week, but Isaiah Oyongi is seen as the future successor to Dylan Edwards and would definitely be worth having a look at. Sonia Taruva getting the start in the centres is very interesting. For me, that indicates they may seem as a long-term replacement for Stephen Crichton, who, of course, is moving to the Bulldogs in 2024. But again, maybe making him that sort of jack-of-all-trades there as a backline replacement. Keeping in mind, Taylor May is unavailable in rounds one and two with suspension. Kurt Falls and Jack Cogger again. Two players to watch out for if Cleary is ever unavailable for a long period of time. But otherwise, they're just going to sit in the, in the draft pile, in the forwards. Zach Hosking, probably the most important player to note here. The fact that he's starting in this one indicates he's down the pecking order behind Luke Garner, as expected. And I imagine the Garner hasn't been named in this game because of the fact Liam Martin is undergoing uh, some injury concerns here in the preseason. Lots of young players named there by the Panthers. They've taken the full liberty that the NRL's given them and named 28 players. For the Parramatta side, they've gone with a very interesting back line there. Of course, Jake Arthur getting the start there at seven. Jordan Rankin, again, a, a long, experienced player. Zach Zini getting a run there in the centres. But Sean Russell at fullback is interesting. Again, I probably want to see him play in the centres or the wing because realistically that's probably where he would line up in round one. Looking at the forwards, again, some pretty decent depth there. Kai Rodwell, who got a few games last year, gets the start. Might be worth keeping an eye on him. Sean Lane, the captain for this one, gets the start there on the left edge. Gerard Momosia, definitely worth keeping an eye on him because he has been selected ahead of Matt Dury in this side. Ryan Madison is selected in this. Of course, he won't be playing in the first three games, so they will, going to get, they will want to get some reps into him in both week one and two of the preseason challenge. In terms of that bench, we're interested to see how long Hodgson gets before Mitch Rain comes on. And plenty of talent that's been around the NRL. Dejan Arce, Hayes Dunster, Jack Murchie, and Junior Polo is actually named in the squad there as well. Again, I would expect with this match that probably after 45, 50 minutes, it'll just be the young development and train trial plays that are out there carving up for the last 30 minutes. It's probably the showpiece event of this week. Two Saints taking on each other. St. George Illawarra Dragons hosting the Saints uh, from St. Helens. Uh, 8.05 local time, 7.05 in Queensland, and of course 10.05 in New Zealand. Looking at the Dragons side, somewhat of a mixed bag here in the backs. Trey Stewart, who's highly regarded, gets the start fullback. Of course, they'll keep Tyrell Sloan uh, in cotton wool, uh, notwithstanding the fact that he is uh, involved in the All-Stars. In terms of the back line, from two to five, you'd expect that to be the first choice for week one. No surprises there. Moses and Bai getting some reps in the halves, of course, with a lot of issues for them at six. 
in the forwards. Billy Burns getting the 12 is very, very interesting, and I keep a keen eye on him. Keeping in mind, though, Tyrell Fuimaono is involved with Indigenous All-Stars this week and is also uh, a decent crack at getting that number 12 jersey in week one. Burn Murdoch Masilla getting some reps there on the edge is interesting. I expect him to be on the bench when they get their first game underway in round two, playing through the middle. Jacob Little, again, interesting to see how he goes in terms of his uh, fitness. He's probably a player that you can't start with from round one just because the Dragons have the buy. But one to give three dates to. If he's getting some good minutes at hooker, there's certainly some value there. On the bench, again, a mix of young and inexperienced players uh, with the likes of Josh Cook, uh, who's previously been at the Bunnies and the Bulldogs. And with the Saints, we're not going to go through the fantasy relevance of them, but it's good to see the likes of Will Hopawadi, Sione Mataltia, Curtis Sirinan, and of course, Conrad Hurrell, who have all had their time in the sun uh, in NRL Fantasyland previously. We're going to move forward to Sunday now, starting with the match in Geelong, which was getaway at 1.50 local time, 12.50 Queensland, or 3.50 in New Zealand. Starting with the Storm, it's very interesting in the back line. Raymond Smith is actually good to go, so keep an eye on him because he might be a good first-choice centre for round one. Olam there, they'll potentially be the starting pair there in week one. Will Warbrick, again, a player that we're very interested in seeing how he goes. He's lame there on the wing. Keep a close eye on him because if he performs well, he could very much get that starting spot in round one. In the forwards, good to see Christian Welsh back out on the field. He sort of said earlier in the week that he'd be playing. Joe Chan and Chris Lewis, obviously further down the depth chart uh, on the edges, but again, very keen to see how Chan goes. Keep an eye on him. Josh King in the 13 is interesting as well. That, to me, indicates that Tyson Frizzell... Oh, sorry, Tyson Frizzell. Tarek Sims will probably get that 13 jersey in week one. Alicia Katoa is on the bench there. Now, for this, it indicates to me that Trent Liero is pretty much locked in to get a edge spot. If you haven't got him in your prospective side already, I'll probably make room for him. I'd expect Kartor to get that other edge spot, but again, remains to be seen whether Sims does line up at 13 as expected or out on an edge. Lots of young, talented players there on the bench for the Storm, but probably no one that you're really dying to keep an eye out on. With the Roosters, they've also returned serve with some pretty decent players named uh, in their starting 17, for lack of a better phrase. So in their back line, pretty much first choice, except no, no James Tedesco. Ethan King replaces him. And Junior Pauna gets the start instead of Joseph Manu, who would have been playing in the Maori All-Stars regardless. So Suwali, he gets his run there on the left edge with Tupo. Very keen to watch those two go at it. Paolo on the right-hand side there on the right wing. Again, he should do quite well uh, in a very strong attacking side. Kieran Walker, again, good to see that combination. And be worth watching that kick split between Kieran Walker. If Walker is dominating that, that is a green sign for him and might be the sign that you need to pick him up for round one. Moving into the forwards, again, no sign of Nat Butcher or Angus Crichton as expected. Egan Butcher, though, might push his older brother for that starting edge spot. I would say it's unlikely. Ben Wong did some good things for Fiji at the World Cup and, again, is another player for your black book. Brent Smith gets the start against his old side. He's pretty much by half the comp anyway, so he's not in your team. Um, that's a very stressful experience that you're going to have from round one onwards. And plenty of young players there listed across the bench there for the Roosters, but again, probably no one that's going to be an absolute buy from round one. Moving forward, we're going to head to the south coast in Maruya. 3.55 local kickoff, 2.55 Queensland or 5.55 in New Zealand, starting with the home team, the Raiders. Savage gets the reps there at fullback. Keep an eye out for him. He's obviously looked absolutely massive in 
some selfies that he's posted on the internet during the preseason. If he shows that tenacity with ball in hand, he might be a pick for your round one side. Other than that, Jared Croker gets some reps there at the centre. He probably won't be first choice this season, much like the rest of that back line there. In the forwards, Danny Levi gets the start. We do expect that to be the case in round one. Gula and Mariota, again, will be pushing for spots on the bench. I'd say Gula's pretty much locked in there. Ata Mariota's probably fighting against Mooney, who lines up on the edge there. Corey Horsbreak gets the start there at 13, keeping in mind no sign of Corey Haruanayo, who's at the Māori All-Stars, and Elliot Whitehead, who, of course, is the club captain. On the interchange bench there, Pasami Solo, talented player that's come across from the Knights, one to keep an eye out on four, but not too much else there uh, in terms of the Raiders. Bulldogs, a very, very interesting team selection. Of course, Hayes Perham is in the Māori All-Stars side, so won't be lining up at fullback. So Braden Burns gets the spot there. Now, looking at this starting seven, you pretty much assume that Matt Burton comes in for one of Flanagan or Reynolds, and that Perham would come in for Ockenbaugh, with Burns probably going to be taking that wing spot there. Uh, sorry, not Burns, Addo Carr will be taking that wing spot there. So potentially Burns might be the odd one out. Paul Alamotti has been training in the post sessions that have been open to the public on the left with Jake Averill on the right. I'd expect those two to start with Burns pushing pretty hard for a spot there in the Bulldogs' back line. Looking into the forwards again, not too far from full strength from the Bulldogs and a very interesting look. Obviously, our new co-captain Marnie getting the start there at Hooker with Farmanu Brown on the bench. King and Thompson will be in that middle rotation. Jake, Jacob Preston, not a huge name yet, but again, highly regarded, not just because of his mullet, gets the start there on the edge and probably will feature in round one somewhere in the 17. Again, with club captain Raymond Fatala-Mariner there starting on the edge. Ryan Sutton, again, another player to look out for. If he's looking fit and sharp, might be a nice little mid-range option there, just under 500k. On that interchange bench, probably not too dissimilar to what we could expect in round one with Patolo, Dave, and Waddell. I would probably expect to Pine to probably slide in there somewhere. But again, that bench indicates that none of the edges are going to play 80 minutes, so it might be a pack that you may want to stay away from. In terms of the reserves, a couple of players there that of interest. Uh, Gerald Skelton, absolutely massive human that, again, might get a crack at centre later in the year. So chuck him in your black book. And as well, the FM or FIFA, the football manager regen, Joash Papali'i, uh, named on the bench there as well. Be interesting to see how he goes around. Moving to our penultimate game for this trial round, Cowboys and the Dolphins. Starting with the Cowboys, they've gone very, very light in terms of experienced players. Tommy Chester getting the start at fullback is one to watch. Again, very talented player. I know Jake and Riley are both very high on his hopes, but the rest of that back line, well down in the depth chart. In the forwards, much the same. James Tarmel gets the start there, which is nice for him to be back in a Cowboys jersey, but again, not going to be any fantasy relevance there. Jack Kajewski gets the start there on the edge. We don't expect him to be fantasy relevant this year either. And that's the same for the rest of the bench. And the fact that the Cowboys have only named 21 players tells you what they think about this trial in particular. Dolphins have probably taken this one a little bit more seriously, which is understandable, being the first club season for this team from the Morton Bay. Jermaine Asako gets the start there at fullback. He'll probably be on the wing come round one with Hamaso Tabuifido sliding into fullback. Jack Bostock, former Dragon. Uh, I know they were spewing to lose him. He's one for the Black Book, an incredibly talented player. New and Aiken should be the starting centre pairing for round one. So again, have a look at them. I don't think either of them are significant value for round one. Milford gets the start there at six. He'll be paired by O'Sullivan in the round one clash against the Roosters. Isaiah Katoa gets another opportunity. Again, he should be in your Black Book if not already. We'll see him probably around seven, eight, I would believe. 
terms of the forwards, Wallace and SESC get their time to present their case to push for a starting role. It's unlikely either of them will start in round one. Young Harrison Graham, uh, the backup there, hooker, probably worth keeping an eye on for in case anything happens to Jeremy Marshall King because besides Marshall King, you're only looking at Nicarima in the hooker depth. And in terms of the rest of the forwards there, Kami Lemuelo is probably a bit further down the depth chart. And Ray Stone, keep an eye for him, obviously coming off the ACL from last year. We're expecting him to get a bench roll, mainly be too fantasy relevant, but watch for his dynamism. If he's looking like a point-per-minute player in pre-season, he may be worth taking a little flyer on in round one. Other than that, of course, a lot of young, talented players on the bench for the Dolphins. Valence Tafare, who we've seen plenty of uh, in the Queensland Cup last year, and obviously got a try in the last... Uh, trial against the Capras. He's there on the bench. Again, don't expect him to play in round one. And Mason Teague, uh, the signing from the reigning premiers, the Penrith Panthers, a very, very talented player that the Panthers were very sorry to lose. Keep an eye out for him as well. One for your black book. So the last game, and probably the best game of the round, Broncos and Titans clashing up on the Sunshine Coast Stadium. So 7.05 local time, 8.05 in New South Wales, 10.05 in New Zealand. Starting with the Broncos, they've gone for a pretty strong side here in the back line. Rich Walsh gets the run with Tony Staggs and Herbie Farnworth with the first-choice centre pairing as well. Dean Mariner running out there on the wing. Again, probably wouldn't expect too much from him. He's definitely one for the black book, but he probably needs a few dominoes to fall over before he gets a consistent run in the first team. Corby's clone, Jack Ahern there at halfback alongside Ezra Mam. But again, very much worth having a look at Staggs and Farnworth. They're both very fantasy-relevant form round one, particularly Staggs, who comes in a bit of a discount and appears to be in better physical shape than last season, where he battled through several injuries. Moving through to the forwards, Corey Pakes getting the starting hooker role over Billy Walters isn't too much of a surprise. Expect that to be a job share operation across this season to start with, so neither of that fantasy relevant. Payne Haas gets the start. Very keen to have a look at him. I know a lot of coaches are very keen to take him, as he does appear undervalued from round one. He's looking fit and sharp, like he said in interviews this week. I'd be very keen to slot him in for round one if you haven't already. On the bench, Logan Bayless, Benjamin Takura, and Tyson Smoothie are worth watching. Smoothie currently sits outside the top 30, but is on a development contract. If he continues to form like he did against the Seagulls next year, last week, sorry, he'll continue to press his case for a top 30 spot. Rolling across to the Titans, who have also done us a solid with listing a pretty strong team. Their back seven is almost first string. Jaden Campbell plays instead of AJ Brimson, and Toby Sexton plays instead of Kieran Foran. Now, with Sexton, he's a bit of a high-kick meter operator, so it'd be interesting to see how him and Boyd interact. If Boyd is still monopolizing the kick meters, that's a great sign for him. In saying that, with him named at seven and likely to goal kick, he'll pretty much be in everyone's NRL fantasy side anyway. Moving through to the forwards, Chris Randall gets a run with Sam Verrill unavailable for this one. And a couple of younger brothers of Origin players getting a run here. Obviously, Cleese Haas laning up uh, on the edge against his younger brother, Payne. Aaron Clark getting the 13 jersey again is super high relevance. Again, you want to watch that work rate, that PPM, the ability to offload and the ability to step through. If he's performing well in the two trials, he'll be a player that a lot of coaches will go for in that mid-range there. Dave Fafita getting to line up with his keeper park teammate, Tanner Boyd. It'll be very interesting against his old side. Moving down to the bench, Isaac Fa'asuamala'awe. Yes, you guessed it. He's the younger brother of Tino. He will be in the top 30 in 2024 and 2025. He's on development deal this year. So one for the black book, as he won't be eligible to play until round 10. Other than that, great to see Tremaine Spry get the run there for the Titans uh, after coming back from a pretty significant uh, injury in his personal life. 
And that wraps it up for all nine games of the NRL preseason this week. Of course, they're all available to watch on KO Sports. And thank you for joining us for this one. Of course, another reminder, Talking League textbook is available for purchase, $19.90 from TalkingLeaguePod.com. And for the next five days, if you purchase the textbook, 50% of all proceeds will go to Bell Cancer Australia. A big thank you to those who have already purchased the textbook as we continue to raise funds for bowel cancer awareness. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode.